I love India. It's one of my most favorite countries to travel. I've had the honor of traveling all over India, north, south, east, west, and God is doing absolutely amazing things in India today. I can't wait for you to hear that story in the episodes ahead. What do you know about India? Perhaps you know that India is the second most populous country in the world with over 1.3 billion, that's what the B billion people, and that the capital is New Delhi. Maybe you're aware that India is the largest democracy in the world. Did you know that India is the most ethnically diverse nation in the world? In India, they speak over 1,600 different languages. Can you imagine that? What is the food like? What is the driving like? (laughs) What are the people like? In just a few moments, I can't wait for you to meet a very good friend and our movement leader from India, Pastor M, who's gonna give us a very helpful introduction to the culture of India. Welcome to the 360 Serve podcast. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. Did you know there are three billion people on our planet today that have yet to hear the name of Jesus? We believe that God has called us as Christians to do something about that. Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation, not some of creation, but all of creation. 360 Serve is about a new way to do missions. We help you support indigenous church planting pastors who serve in the least reached areas in the world where people haven't heard the gospel yet, like India. They know their language, these pastors do, and the culture, and they're very effective in reaching their own people for Christ. We do these episodes to share with you the great things God is doing around the world because hundreds of you are supporting hundreds of these indigenous pastors, sending them into full-time gospel ministry, and the impact is truly remarkable. So thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. In this episode, as I shared, we're going to introduce you to the culture of India. And I'm super excited because we also get to introduce you to another one of our amazing movement leaders, Pastor M, who you're going to get to know in the episodes ahead. He was born in, lives in, and leads an amazing church planting movement in North India. I can't wait for you to hear his incredible story, which is going to move your heart and change your life. You're going to hear that story in detail. You're also going to learn all sorts of things about India, Hinduism, the caste system, and so many other issues that India is facing. But most of all, you're going to hear stories about the amazing things that God is doing, especially among the millions of Dalit in North India. I'm so glad you're with us. Let's jump into the culture of India. Well, it's really exciting to be able to spend time with our movement leader uh, from India, Pastor M. How are you doing today? Well, Pastor Mark, I am doing uh, really great. Uh, Yes, uh, uh, praise God for all the, the things that God is doing here. So I am doing absolutely fine yes oh that's great well we're excited to spend a a lot of episodes uh pastor m just sharing your story and uh really we're gonna jump in today to this topic of just culture and allow you to kind of introduce to our listeners the culture of india and and so what do you what do you say to people when you begin to introduce them to the country of india you know, uh, when I just think about this question, uh, 
This is really, really big question. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, the reason is uh, because our country is, is like a pretty big country, and no one can uh, share a definite hundred percent right answer. So, uh, what I can say uh, through my uh, perspective. What I think, uh, you know, uh, India is big country. Like we have uh, 1.3 uh, billion people are living here in this country. And uh, according to our Indian census uh, reports, uh, uh, there are over, you know, uh, like uh, 1,600 languages, like, after 20 kilometers, mm. the dialect changed. So uh, 1,600 languages. And, uh, you know, Bible talks about ethnic people group. So India is like uh, one of the, the biggest country that we do have around 5,435 different, different people group, uh, ethnic people group. Uh, there are 13,000 people group in this planet. And you can think our country have over 5,435 uh, different, different uh, people groups. So it's a, it's a pretty big country, yes. And mm. you can be confused. Uh, for example, like uh, if you just like standing in one place here in India, they are speaking different languages. And if you go like after 20, 30 kilometers away from that place, you will be confused. You'll see their totally tune has been changed. Dialect has been changed. So yes, uh, we do have so many uh, different, different festivals. Uh, some states are you know, strongly devoted to this God, to different gods, uh, because our country have uh, over 333 millions of goddesses. So, uh, you know, people are worshiping thousands of goddesses. You know, even the trees are God for us. You know, the elephant, the, mm. the animals are God for us. Cobras are God for us. So these kinds of things uh, that India represent, uh, for example, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, India have over 37 states, uh, including uh, uh, right now, I think, uh, uh, 29 full state and then uh, seven uh, union territories. And for example, like uh, if a people from South India to come to North India, it's, it's totally different. Uh, he looks like to us as a foreigner. And when we go from North India to South, we looks like a foreigner. So it is, it is uh, of course, uh, it is one country, but I consider myself that India is a continent uh, of many countries, mm. of many languages. So 
So our country always uh, lives <laughs> under chaos and confusion. Uh, uh, we do have a lot of uh, language barriers. We do have a lot of cultural barriers. Uh, so a lot of things, even our foods, uh, for example, like if you go to South, they eat, uh, you know, sambar, idli, all kinds of like uh, bara food, like uh, strong with the rice. And if you just uh, come to North, uh, we are strong with wheat. We eat chapati, like roti, uh, these kinds of things uh, we do here. Uh, for example, like, uh, uh, of course, India is, you know, like a big country, uh, but, uh, you know, many, many states, they do have their own rules and regulation. For example, like uh, most of the people in North India, they don't follow the rules and regulation of driving. Uh, yeah, driving. I can testify to that. Pastor M, uh, because we've driven all throughout India. Yes. <laughs> and the stories and the experiences of that, wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's amazing. Keep keep talking about that. <laughs> you know, what I learned uh, without driving, uh, that if somebody, you know, want to drive the car uh, all over India, here and there, they have to have three things, uh, like the good uh, horn, like, uh, like, you know, uh, means the driver have to have good horn so that, uh, mm. you know, it will be always good for him. And then uh, uh, good brake. Uh, you don't know, uh, you are driving and you can't, you know, even think, you know, when is like someone is crossing, the child is crossing. So you have to have a good brake. Uh, then, I mean, sometimes suddenly you have to stop your car and then third things is very important that that uh, driver or that people, you know, if somebody is sitting in that car, they have to have a good luck. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for us, like we believe in, in Christ. So we start our car with prayer and uh, mm. uh, our car. Uh, is is like a small church hall for us, like for four or five people. <laughs> we just uh, sing the song, we just read the Bible, and we just pray, you know, uh, like two hours, three hours. And uh, I consider car, uh, my, for me personally, as my, you know, just worshiping place, uh, because uh, mm -hmm. there is always tension, uh, uh, on the on the road, uh, and uh, uh, for me, I just just uh, start the song and just have devotion, prayer. If we are three, four people, we are just praying aloud in the car, and the car is running. Yes. Yeah, you know, I I remember one time we were driving along, and uh, I think we were in a bit of a rush to get to a meeting, which is always the case, and we ended up our car passing. A police car. I mean, really passing it like quick. And I was like, aren't uh, we a little afraid of getting a ticket? I mean, aren't we breaking the speed limit? And you'd said to me, no, there's no speed limit in India. You know, it's just kind of whatever everyone decides and whatever the police officer decides. And is that the case? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing to me, you know? And uh, like you're saying, everyone honks there. But the honking there is, you know, like you're saying, it's going to save your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, wow. you know, uh, of course, India is known as a religious country. Uh, you know, people are... Uh, devoted, strongly worshipper to many, many goddesses. So I can mm -hmm. say this is religious country. Uh, for sure, people have fear uh, uh, of their God. And the fear, if they will do the good, then they do have good confidence that their God is happy. If they do bad, they live their life in fear. Uh, so, mm. for me, what I understand, there are 80% Hindus, you know, uh, uh, more than 80%, and then 15% Islam, and, uh, uh, you know, 3% Christians, uh, but I, I just consider that 1% only evangelical Christian, you know, 2% are are nominals, you know, they don't care about, uh, you know, God and what God has given to them to do the Great Commission. Uh, so for me, it's like only one, less than one person, evangelical Christians who care about others to reach uh, them for God. You know, there are... Uh, and, you know, we're going to get deeply into that in an entire session, you know, in the future, but... You know, uh, Pastor M, you, you serve in areas where it's even far less than 1% evangelical. I mean, that's an unreached people when you have less than 2% that are evangelical Christians. But the areas that we're in, we're going to get into this, where uh, you are serving, where our church planners are going, is even far less than that, isn't it? You have some areas where yeah. there are no Christians. That's right, that's right. <laughs> So, uh, you know, we serve in North India. Uh, there are over, mm -hmm. over 700 million people. This is the hub that, you know, people represent. For example, if you see a land of taxes, you know, in the same size of Texas land, you can fit our North India. And, mm. and, uh, uh, I don't know how many people live in Texas state, but uh, uh, I can say 700 million people live in North India, which is the size of Texas land. So mm. uh, if you just go outside, you can just see people and people and people. And the question that I always ask to myself, why we are less than 1% Christians? Uh, you know, so it's a big uh, story I can share with all of you, but later uh, you all will yeah. uh, hear. Uh, so where we work, where God is working, uh, less than one person Christian. And this is right time. God is doing tremendous work. We are seeing the movement and hopefully we will just uh, see the great work. Uh, but I share with all of you. 80% Hindu lives here in India. But out of 80%, there are 40% Dalits, uh, around 400 million Dalits. Of course, legally, they are 
Hindus, but they don't consider themselves that they are Hindu. Uh, you know, uh, it is, uh, we can just uh, consider them as untouchable, uh, poorest of the poor, belongs to the below poverty line. They are illiterate, uh, backward, all kinds of things, you know, just uh, you can put for these Dalits. Uh, legally, they are Hindu, but uh, uh, most of the Hindu, they consider themselves that they are not uh, Hindu. They are Dalits. And we're going to do an entire section on uh, just the caste system. Uh, we're going to get into this, you know, into the future. But this is a great introduction. Thank you. And I know that's the heart of the movement is to reach the Dalit, the other backward caste that, you know, which is near both of those, a billion people in India. It's incredible. We're going to get into that story. But uh, it's a beautiful ministry, and God is so at work in, in this area of the world. It's just amazing. But I'd like to ask a little bit about just the persecution, what that's like if you could go into that a little bit, in the midst of this great opportunity, what is it like for the church planners? Yeah, yeah. You know, I can just tell you some of the concern uh, that we go through, uh, through this area and every month. I can just define the persecution, two, three kinds of persecution. Uh, one, once you become a follower of Christ, once you know that who is Jesus and you decide to follow him, you get a persecution from your family. Uh, means many times, in many cases, if you are a young man and you decide to follow Christ, that day, same time, you, you are rejected from your family members. Means... We do not have a lot of freedom. For example, like if a young person who received Christ from a family, and if he is around 15, between 20 years old, he cannot decide because the family lives together. And when he decides to follow Christ, he got a big persecution. He will be rejected from his family. So uh, this is one persecution. For example, like, if a village is there, uh, and in that village over 3,000 people are living from different, different caste, and that village is there since thousands of years, hundreds of you know, years that you know, those people are living, the generation are living. And if you just go and plant a church, 20, 30 people are coming together and worshiping some of the villagers have radicals and they, you know, just, they get mad. They said, you know, since hundreds of years, uh, there was no mm. Christian group. There was no people who believe in Jesus. Why it is happening right now? So those people, they make a group and while they are worshiping, they came and they beat, uh, they stopped the the worshiping group, they trait, they tell, you know, they tell to the house church leader, to the pastor, that if you do next week, you will be killed. So, so these kinds of 
uh, persecution we are facing. Like if you go and build mm. a church in a new village, a couple of villages will come together and they will break the church. You know, uh, uh, many cases we have seen, they will burn the churches, they will beat the pastors. Uh, in many cases, they have killed the pastors. So persecution is, is, is a strong word for us. But uh, do not pray for stopping the persecution. Pray for all the believers to face the persecution. So I request all my people to pray so that all these people will get the boldness to face the persecution. Uh, so so uh, don't stop, means don't pray to stop the persecution because persecution mm-hmm. is part of uh, Bible. Uh, we can see persecution mm-hmm. is part of Jesus' life. So, uh, so uh, you know, we do have to pray all these new believers who will be bold to face the persecution. And for example, like, uh, means I have been, you know, just going village after village. And uh, even in my teaching, I, I told them, hey, if you just receive Christ as your personal savior, if you give your life to Christ, that day you welcome problem in your life. You will be rejected from your family from your community, from your relatives. Uh, You know, in many cases, uh, you will be beaten by the radicals. You will be, you know, uh, means you will suffer a lot. Uh, So these kinds of things uh, I have been teaching and telling all the new believers. I have been telling that, you know, when you receive Christ as your personal savior, that day, you welcome many problems in your life. So, so, mm. so what, I, what I preach, I, I, I do not preach the prosperity gospel. I preach uh, the tough, tough Amen. way because uh, persecution is part of our life. And in the midst of it all, there's just such a turning to Jesus in these villages. Um, you know, there's like 500,000 villages that have never really heard of Jesus in in India. And I know that these are the areas that, that you are going to, and yet there is such a turning to the Lord there as well, Pastor M. That's part of the movement of God in India that I know our listeners, they hear about, especially those that are supporting India church planners, they get the updates. And it's an amazing turning to the Lord, isn't it? In the midst of all this persecution and the challenges that are, you know, in these villages, uh, uh, there's a great turning to the Lord, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. You know, Pastor Mark, <laughs> I, I really uh, uh, feel uh, same uh, when I when I heard that still India, like over five hundred thousand villages, have uh, never heard the name of Jesus. Uh, because I feel that this is my responsibility. Uh, uh, mm. For example, you know, I have realized, I have seen that, uh, and I'm not blaming, I'm not telling even that I am better than anyone. You know, I'm just, what I have in my heart, I want to say it. So uh, please don't be, you know, just discouraged or offended. Uh, but I want to say it. The, the reason is, 
you know, uh, uh, since 2000 years, uh, 2033, if the calendar is right, it will be counted 2000 years of Great Commission. Hmm. And still here in India, that over 500,000 villages are still without church, without, you know, worshipping group. There are many, 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 many regions I can share. But one thing I can share right now, why Paul and how he worked hard for 15 years and he counted all the Asia Minor and Europe, and he's writing a letter to the Romans church and saying that where there is no place has been left. So this is my prayer that God help us, make us Amen. able so that one day we can say that North India or India, all these 500,000 villages are with church. Amen. So, so yep. this is what you mean. Your 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 heart is just coming through, Pastor M. And I, I can't wait to get into these future sessions. It's like it's impossible to hold Pastor M back. Right now, we're talking about culture, but we've already gone into the Great Commission, and I I just love it. And this is why I love you so much, Pastor M. Uh, this is your passion. This is why we're partnering together why we support hundreds of the the church planners in your movement to reach India for Christ. And I just love how it's just coming out right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I am very much thankful to you and to 360 Serve family because uh, you all know, uh, very well mm. know that where needs to spend your resources to reach thousands and millions of people, you know, uh, whatever the resources mm. that you share with us, uh, uh, we, we yeah. use uh, integrative way and we saw the great result. Uh, so, so yeah. we are very much thankful. Uh, it's been, yeah, it's been amazing. It, it, it really has, Pastor M. I'm trying to think of, you know, people right now, oftentimes the picture that they have of India as a culture, obviously it's a developed and developing country. It's the world's fifth largest, you know, economy in the world. And yet you have this massive poverty in in India, and especially like what you've talked about with the 400 million Dalits. Uh, why, why is there this great, you know, you've got <laughs> amazing mega cities with, with developing and modern everything, but then you have millions of people Pastor M, that are caught in poverty. How do you describe that, you know, to people that are listening right now? Many people just think, well, India, you know, it it's developing, and they, they see Bollywood, and, you know, that's their perception, and yet the real India is a billion people of the 1.3 that are really living in poverty. Isn't that correct? That's, that's, uh, that is 100% correct. You know, Pastor uh, Mark, uh, I want to be very much sensitive. Uh, you know, I want to be very much, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. concerning on this topic because what I understand, uh, 1.3 billion people lives here in India. And uh, our government 
or our prime minister, he wants to, he have a vision that he wants to see a $5 trillion budget, something like that. Even I don't understand. But how this is going to be possible? There are nine billionaires, nine people here in India, nine billionaires who owns, uh, you know, almost like 90% of the wealth of, of the, the budget or assets, all these nine, nine, uh, nine billionaires, nine business people means, uh, means they, they do have big money that India budget is uh, there. <laughs> so I don't know how uh, those kinds of things work, but 62% people who belongs to below poverty line, which means uh, they do not have proper education, proper food, uh, proper clothing, proper medical care. And if you want to see India, uh, don't, don't come to the mega city and uh, don't go and say that I have seen India. No, no, no. Go to villages where there is no roads, where there is no electricity, where there is no schools, where there is no medicals. Uh, hospitals, you know, uh, even the basic need you can't find in those villages. People are living in jungle on mountains. Uh, you know, people are dying uh, because they mm. uh, don't have food. So, uh, you know, mm. right now it's like a winter season and it is very cold. And uh, I have seen uh, that many, many people die because they don't have clothes. They don't have uh, blankets. Uh, so this, these, these are the real picture of India. I don't, uh, you know, I can't say that, uh, that our, our country is, uh, is very poor. Of course, uh, it is poor, but, you know, if our government and if all these wealthy people, if they really care for our country, we will be strong in many areas. Uh, but our country is, is, is really, really uh, poor if we saw different way. Yeah. Yeah. And especially the context in which, you know, we're connected together and the call that the Lord's put on your life, which we're going to get into, which is really to reach the delete uh, and the other backward casts that... Uh, you know, in terms of a people, broad, you know, look at people in North India. You know, uh, Pastor M, just even just to give our, our folks a real understanding about just how they live on average, the average, you know, daily wage of a delete worker is what? What do they make per day, dollars wise? Well, uh, the average will be, if I count all those, you know, people like those who are belongs to below poverty line usually is one to two dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, th this is helping us, you know, build an understanding. The people of India, we really haven't talked about them because, I mean, we have, but they're so beautiful. I just love the Indian people. The food is amazing. Oh my! The chapati, the naan, the butter chicken. I could go off and on that. And I love Indian food, but the people too, Pastor M, are just 
They're so friendly. They're so welcoming, so hospitable. I just love them. And how do you just describe the people of India? You know, they're they're a warm people, aren't they? Especially these Dalit. They're, they're just, I. they would give you everything they have. Well, uh, you know, uh, our culture uh, have really, some of the things are very good. For example, like uh, uh, people lives together. Uh, and that is one of the mm. strength uh, in many area, if we think positive way. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, uh, like uh, spiritual way, many, you know, books talks about that the God, the guests are God. So, for example, like if we go to, like if, even if we are a stranger and go to a new village and uh, we just introduce ourselves that we came from here and this is what we do. You know, 99.9% chances that those people will welcome us. Those people will bring the waters, they will bring the chairs, and even if they are doing something, they will stop what they are doing and they will just sit with you to to listen, uh, to be with you. So our mm. people are like, like this and very hospitable. Uh, it's like a good sharing heart. Uh, even if they don't have mm. food, they will say, come and just, you know, let's have food. Uh, you know, let's eat. It will take half an hour or one hour to make. <laughs> so they will, yeah. they are ready to share, you know. Uh, so uh, yeah. that is really good things. Yeah. And you can just find these kinds of things into the rural villages where the 80% people lives in the rural villages of India. Well, this has been fantastic, Pastor M. Uh, I've had the privilege of traveling north, south, east, west, all over India. And if you're listening right now and you're a little overwhelmed, uh, this is India. India is absolutely overwhelming. It's amazing. The culture, the diversity, it's the most diverse country in the world. It's so hard to wrap your mind around. And I was so interested to see how are you going to share about the culture of India you know, as as an insider, obviously, you've lived there your whole life, born, and we're going to get into your story later, Pastor M, but you've done a great job just introducing us. There's always something new I learn. I hope and pray that our listeners have a better feel now for what India is like. This is just the first of many episodes that is going to introduce us and get us deeper and deeper into understanding what God is doing in India. So we love you, Pastor M. Thank you for the time. Really appreciate it. And have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate for this wonderful opportunity. Thank you, Pastor M, for providing for us this very helpful introduction to the people, the life, and the culture of India. Do you feel somewhat overwhelmed? That's totally normal. As I mentioned, I've traveled all over India, and even though I've been there many times, Every time I go, you know, I learn a little bit more about India with each visit, but I still go home feeling overwhelmed. I mean, it's next to impossible to get your mind around so much diversity, so much complexity, and millions and millions of people. I hope this episode has left you with a helpful, overwhelming understanding, if there is such a thing. Here's your action step of the day. Watch Deadliest Roads India on YouTube. This is not a Christian video, but this video will help you see and understand India 
in 40 minutes that I believe will change your life. You're, you're hearing a podcast now, but it's so powerful for you to visually see the people of India. Uh, this video, it's going to help you understand the challenges people face just living in India. Uh, the video that you'll see, it'll allow you to look into the eyes of the people of India. It will help your prayer life. This video, it'll break your heart with the things that break the heart of God. The name of the video again, Deadliest Roads India on YouTube. I love what the Bible says about Jesus as he traveled throughout Israel. In Matthew 9, 36 to 38, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. I hope you've been encouraged about what you have heard in this episode. Share this podcast with a friend. Join us in our next episode as Pastor M from India shares with us the untold story of how God is at work in India in the midst of COVID-19. You're going to hear how millions of people, the delete, the poorest of the poor, are facing and dealing with this pandemic. You're going to hear stories of miracles of how thousands of people are finding help and hope in Jesus in the midst of this situation. It's a heartbreaking story, but it's also a heartwarming story. It's an episode you don't want to miss. Until then, may the Lord bless you.